This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. That was Ricky Martin there, Angie Banks here on Joy 94.9, December the 25th. Uh, Merry Christmas and thanks for listening. Uh, Macca, we've got our next guest on the line. Well, I was going to say, do you know how lucky our listeners are that the microphones aren't on all the time? Yes. Some of the things you say are just outrageous. Yes. Who's, who are we talking to next, Macca? Uh, we're speaking with Zoe Daniel, the federal member for Goldstein or Goldstein. I know some people want to use the correct, but we do both. Good morning, Zoe. How are you? Good morning. Merry Christmas. I'm very well, thank you. That's great. Now, first off, big, big Terps and Tucker Day today? Yes, we. I have um, a sister-in-law and her daughter in the kitchen making pav currently. Ooh, nice. The cheesecake is made and is in the fridge, and there will be some prawns, oyster and such served at midday, followed by a roast later in the afternoon. Oh, right. Okay, so, yeah, that's a good way to do it is get a bit of a head start or build a foundation yes. for the heavier stuff later <laughs> in the day. <laughs> I like that. Yes, the pork, pork crackling is the, the husband's job. Yes. So he gets to get onto that after I've um, just put some prawns on a plate. That's it. Well, there is a secret. If you have any... Sesame oil, sesame oil mixed with the salt will deliver you the best oh, crackling. Is that the secret? Yes, yes. That is a good tip. There Thank you go. You. Uh, now, today being Christmas Day, Zoe, and, or 25th of December, it's a day of reflection for what, what, what's happened to us in the last year and what we'd like to look forward to in the next year. Can I ask you your reflections on 2023, but also what you would like to see personally, dare I say it politically, in 2024? Yeah, well, it was it was a challenging year in many ways. And the first thing that comes to mind is the voice referendum, which yeah. from my perspective delivered a disappointing result nationally, although happily Goldstein voted yes. Um, but I think that much as we could look at that very negatively, I think it did make us reflect on ourselves as a country somewhat and it has exposed to a lot more people than previously the gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians and I think that that's a, a base to work from. I think that the First Nations people who were you know, the key proponents of the voice have really gone very quiet since the referendum, unsurprisingly, because this is a very painful process. But I think one thing that I've been reflecting on just in the last couple of weeks of Parliament um, and over the last sort of month or so is how we move that process forward in some other way. Um, mm. And that, you know, there, there's a time, I think, in the new year to get back together with those Indigenous people that put so much of their energy and their heart into that process to try to figure out, well, what, what can we do um, to advance the, the cause of Indigenous people and to close the gap? Yeah. Mm. And, and for 2024, um, I think it's going to be an interesting year economically. I think it's going to be a – and I use interesting advisedly uh, – 
And politically, I think it's it's going to be a, a, a challenging year. What uh, what are you? What's your perspective, and and what do you think you'd like to see? But also, what do you think we will see? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is something to reflect on today, isn't it? Yeah. At a time when we're all sort of eating and um, giving gifts and and such, that there are many people struggling. Um, Cost of living has obviously put a lot of pressure on a lot of people this year. And part of that has been international factors. It it would be nice to think that, um, you know, there will be a return to peace in some parts of the world uh, that is driving that. Um, But I think that given that that's largely out of our control, that for me and other parliamentarians, we really need to be thinking about what levers we can pull to take the pressure off people. Um, and I think the other thing, obviously, from a federal politics perspective, is that you know there will be an election, probably not in 2024, it's possible, uh, but fairly soon into 2025. And so for me, I sort of have to think, well, the pillars on which I was elected, those being climate policy, gender equality, integrity in in leadership and trust in leadership and broader economic prosperity, how to continue pushing Mm. forward and also forcing the government to be more ambitious in some of those areas. I have to, well, not I have to, I agree with you, Zoe. I think the government's, Agenda, and I think also the community's expectation and the community's expectation that saw you elected on all those policies and issues. Um, and as a you know, as a as a crossbencher, it's clearly difficult. You don't legislate, but you have a role to play, and you are consulted. Mm. I think the government on all those issues. I'm going to be generous and give them seven out of ten. I really want to give them six. <laughs> I was, I was going to one stage further. I, th- I think the one thing, Zoe, I think I've been super impressed with you is just trying to regain trust in politics. Yeah. I think if we can do that, that is a massive step forward. I think after the the lack of trust in our institutions has developed over the last sort of decade or so, if we can retain some 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 common sense and, and get trust back into politics, that would be a massive win next year. Yeah. Oh, look, look, the main role, I think, of a crossbencher is the accountability piece it is literally the keeping the bastards honest piece and that goes to a whole range of things it it goes to well you said you would do this are you doing it Mm. on climate Mm. it goes to oversight of government spending uh, government organizations and within legislation it goes to pushing the government speaking of six out of 10, rather than doing everything at about 65%, going to 90 or 95 on important things, being brave. Sometimes governments are so risk averse, like they're pathologically risk averse, to actually make them step out um, with visionary policies. So there's a range of roles that the crossbench play in... um, you know, propagating that sort of behaviour. 
Uh, and so there's, there's, a, there's a sort of a leading role and a pushing role and a dragging role and a nudging role and yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, trying to make them go where they wouldn't otherwise go, uh, but keeping them honest in that process, as well as all of the very specific policy measures too. And we thank you for doing that, Zoe. Um, just to lighten things up, what are, what are your plans over the, the week or so? Will you actually get proper time off in the next couple of weeks to, to like decompress and relax? Yeah, I think it's quite important, actually. Um, you know, there's always that temptation in this kind of job because it is just, it's not like a normal job. It's kind of a 24-7, you know, lifestyle in a way. Yeah. Um, but I actually think that to be effective, you have to actually give yourself some time. Um, and there's family time, there's, you know, mental health break, um, physical health, time and this is really the only time of the year as an MP that that's possible yeah um, certainly in my electorate it's very quiet uh, a lot of people have already you know, evaporated to the mm. beach um, and I will hope to disappear to the beach myself after Christmas um, for a week or two my kids are big into surf life saving so they'll be patrolling right for a couple Fantastic. of weeks during the nippers yeah and they'll, so they'll be looking after the nippers and I'll be um, hopefully doing not much reading a whole pile of legislation that's about well, it <laughs> I was going to say yeah reading you know proposed legislation but when you do you read otherwise to relax Zoe is that something you do well, yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to, yeah, so he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of reading in this job and I do literally have, um, you know, a two-foot-high stack of legislation and reports and things that I want to get through before the end of January. Um, but I have popped a couple of books uh, in my holiday bag in the hope that I can actually read a book over the summer. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'll do my best. Well, when you're next in the studio, I've nearly finished it, uh, so it'll probably be February, I've got a book I'm going to lend you and it's called Party of the People, Inside the uh. Multiracial Populist Coalition Remaking the GOP. For our listeners, that's the Republican Party. It's fascinating. That's really light-hearted for Zoe. Well, Mac. you know, it <laughs> might be, you know. I know Zoe's very connected and very active in, in, in her electorate. Um, this is fascinating, fascinating stuff, Zoe. Um, only, only for those of us, you know, in that American term on the beltway, but it's fascinating anyway. <laughs> Zoe, we want to say a big thank you for giving up some of your Christmas morning to join us here on Joy. Um, we really appreciate all the time yeah, you give us do. throughout the course of the year. Um, you're one of our most popular guests here on Saturday Magazine. In fact, in, our wanna, top, in, fact, in our top 10 podcasts. In fact, in the top 10. So um, yeah. thank you for, for the time you give to our community. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Have a lovely day, everyone. Cheers. Take care. You are on Monday Magazine with Paul on Joy 94.9. Stay with us because there's more. And more tunes as well. More tunes. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.